Well, Happy New Year and welcome to Kids Corner on the State Champs Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian. Sean, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Johnny. Great to be back. And, uh, you know, the cool thing about high school hockey is it's right back to the grind. There's some great games in this next week. Can't wait for it. And, Sean, who do we have with us today? Uh, an old friend of mine. Uh, he's done a tremendous job not only uh, coaching Livonia Stevenson, but certainly as an ambassador of uh, the great game of hockey at the high school level. Uh, let's welcome in Dave Mitchell. Hi, Dave. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Happy New Year to you both. Uh, very happy to be here, and, uh, and thank you for those kind words. And uh, it's it's great to be here representing uh, high school hockey, which, as you guys both know, is definitely growing and, and really healthy right now. So this is your ninth year as head coach at Livonia-Stevenson? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I spent a year before that. Uh, very few people know I was with Livonia-Churchill for a year under Pete Mazzoni and then uh, went over to Livonia-Stevenson. And I still remember the first time I met you was that Churchill-Stevenson game in 2008. Yes, January 31st. I totally remember that, 4-1. to one. It was uh, absolutely. Maz and I, it was a, a, a great game. Uh, we were 1-2 and two in the state at that time. And I remember I came up to you and I was like, hey, can I get the cameras in the locker room? You're like, ah, I don't know. You were very nervous <laughs> going into that game. Was it because it was you're playing Churchill the first time? Uh, sure. You know, sure. I mean, they had run such a great program. Pete Mazzoni, you know, you talk about an ambassador for this game and, yeah. and what he did for high school hockey. Um, but, you know, sure. My first year and, and at that time, you know, that year, if you guys remember that year, we had, I think we had tied one game up to that point, you know, never expected that year to be what it was, but we had a Really good run. So, yeah, times have changed now, and now I'm like, yeah, come on in and whatever you need. <laughs> yep. But you guys have been great, so we really appreciate all the support over the years. Last spring, um, before the hockey playoffs started, me and Sean talked about how great it would be if the MIHL and the KLA, like, have a little challenge. And it finally happened, so explain what happened, you know, in December. That's that's correct. It was December 16th and, and it was done, you know, you guys and, and Sean, a text that we had going back and forth saying, you know, who would win and who would do this and how the leagues would match up. And it just, you know what, we really just need more showcases, we felt, you know, around the state and they're starting to happen now. And we had the opportunity to do something like a Big Ten ACC challenge. And so, you know, with the two of the, the better leagues of high school hockey, to, a lot of the games happened already. Like you, we already played Orchard Lake, and CC already played Brighton, and and Salem already played Trenton. So we just decided to put them under one roof, and so uh, we threw some dates out there. December sixteenth decided to be it, and Eddie Edgar was, you know, overly welcoming to 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 doing this, and they were great and and, and a great host for that. And so we had games literally start at nine a.m. and go all day, and uh, it was a great day of high school hockey. You know, John, it's it's interesting. Uh, the the best ideas perhaps come from text because, really and truly, it was something that that I was talking to Dave about and and Craig Stiskowski, uh, and and we just said how cool would that be? And, and it's exactly as you said, David. I thought of the Big Ten ACC challenge because I think that's been such a great idea, and. You know, the biggest thing is you have to get the coaches on board. And when you get the thumbs up from Andy Weidenbach, I, that's that's really half the battle. But he's too modest to say it. You have to make it happen. An idea is one thing. Making it happen is another thing. And, and the work that I know Dave put in and all the other coaches. And, and it's interesting. When you get guys rowing in the same direction, it's amazing what can happen. And, and that's what that tournament did. And the coolest thing about it for me is I was busy that day uh, doing another job. 
But I showed up late and, and talking to Dave and talking to some of the coaches after the fact that were involved in that, it was an enthusiastic thumbs up from everybody. And, and that's something, you know, you really want to make it be a staple on the calendar. That, okay, you know what, the second week of December, everybody knows where we're going to be. It might be at Eddie Edgar, it might be at Wallace, it might be at USA. You don't know where, but we're going to do this each and every year. So hopefully, Dave, it it builds to that. Exactly, and I think we're looking to do that. I mean, there's been talk now just to to try to maybe even keep it at Edgar and keep it the same place Mm. and and even have, you know, because the MIHL Showcase still is kind of our Super Bowl and still something, and they were overly, you know, welcoming to us adding this and and we used a lot of their their things as mod you know we looked at them as a model of how to do this and and so this is just a one day event where that's a three day event and that's kind of the big the big one of the year but this this allows being earlier before the holidays allows the scouts to come out to identify players to see players so there's a lot of talk now that maybe our league will just kind of take it over and and we'll we'll host it and get the teams from our league involved with the volunteers because like you said it was a lot of work i got to you may give a little shout out to my father who uh you know adam mitchell who did a ton of work for that day and our parents at Livonia stevenson were were outstanding and and stepped up and and so it was uh it was a great day of high school hockey. We had, you know, 20-plus scouts come in, and they were there all day, and they were very complimentary. We had a nice hospitality room for the scouts and the press and the refs, and, and so it was it was a good day. And, you know, I'd say, unfortunately for, for us in terms of the KLA, the MIHL did, was successful. They won six of the ten games, so they got a big trophy donated by Livonia Trophy there. And, and so uh, right now they are the, the league to beat. And so, uh, but, yes, it's definitely something we're looking at you know, to keep on the calendar, keep at that time, and, and do it and make it an annual event. You had the fun of being the host and coaching that game. So, how stressful of the day was it for you? It was a long day. It was <laughs> a long day of hockey, and and it was a long day. And and like Sean said, though, just to get it off the ground was 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 the big thing, and and to get the coaches to buy in and get us. You know, as he mentioned, you know, when we work together, we can do some great things, and and everybody was on board. We all worked together, and so. Yeah, you know, there was a time that I was like, uh, you know, I got a, co- a game to coach as well, and so I was running all over the place. But, you know, I have a great staff at Livonia Stevenson, and we had, you know, we surround ourselves with some pretty good people, and so, um, you know, they made sure things were ready to go. And it was a long day, but definitely well worth it. Now, Sean, we talked uh, last month how it was good to see a person like Jordan Venegoni staying at Livonia Churchill, not you know, not skipping to juniors. Well. That, that has changed now. Yeah, it has. You know, uh, just uh, shortly before uh, actually the new year, you know, he, he decided to uh, go play elsewhere. You, you wish him the best. You know, I, I've always been the type, John, in, in covering sports so many years, who am I to tell a, a professional athlete, an amateur athlete, whatever the case may be, what's best for them? So, so you wish him the best, and I'm sure that Jason Reynolds and the Churchill family uh, do the same. But, you know, here's the thing. There's been so much talent that not only has stayed at the high school level, but has thrived at the high school level. And, and I think, to me, one of the coolest things in the past 10 years John, we're seeing things at this level that we didn't see before. We're seeing guys go on. We're seeing them go on to the junior. We're seeing them uh, go on and and sign commits to go play at university. You're even seeing guys go beyond. I mean, we were talking before the the show started. Uh, I think everybody will remember that Romeo team that won the state championship a couple years ago in Division II. And, you know, there were a couple quality players in Logan Genuine and and Nick Blankenberg. and, And Nick just signed a commit with Michigan. That's awesome. And, and to me, that's what I, I want to put like 
front and center and, and tell the kids out there that are maybe deviating or have somebody in their ear to say, well, it's a dead end with high school. No. no. That's thinking from 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago. That's not the case anymore. Guys are moving on. His players are moving on. Dave, you you had a, a couple guys move on. Two of the guys that were part of your state championship team, and one of them's in town, as a matter of fact, tonight. Dom Lutz is in town with, with, with Ferris State. So, uh, you know, to me, those are examples that you need to throw out there and say, no, 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 no. That thinking is archaic. That's thinking from years gone by. There is a future, and guys are watching. I mean, just the scouts alone at the MIHL uh, KLAA Challenge, John. I mean, if that isn't evidence enough, I don't know what is. Well, and exactly. And and I can't say, and it's why I'm here, too, to educate people a little bit. Hockey is the one sport that these kids don't go right to college. I mean, they have to go to juniors first, and they will go to juniors. And so... Those junior scouts were there. At that day, we had five or six players that have already been tendered, which has already signed a letter of commit with North American League hockey teams. Mm. A couple are on our team at Livonia Stevenson. There's uh, Brendan West, a high-end talent from CC, has already been tendered as well. And you have one from Brighton. And Brighton has two college commits right now with, uh, you know, with Sam Brennan and Adam Conquest, Air Force and, and Bowling Green, respectively. And so you have guys there that are already looking at their path. And, and – it's a process. It really is a process. And so these scouts were there. There were at least six, seven, eight NA teams there on that day to, to look for talent. And the secret's kind of getting out. We, we use a hashtag, you know, that hashtag there's more here, meaning there, there's more players here that, that can play at the next level. We're finding other avenues, whether it be the, the North American League or the USHL, obviously is the, you know, one of the best leagues in, in all of hockey. But then there's leagues in Canada, the USPHL. Guys are doing different things. We have a couple of our guys that are playing in Richmond, Virginia right now that, you know, will look to further their career, whether it's D1 or D3. So a number of players are doing some great things. And so the avenues that has been built now, as you mentioned, Sean, those, those – resources are there and and like 10 15 years ago you know it, it's interesting you might remember we did a story john you and i probably four years ago yep. and one of the guys that i quoted was mike Velucci, who yep. at the time was the president and general manager of the whalers well he's coaching charlotte in the ahl and he's the assistant general manager of the carolina hurricanes so needless to say you can't get much higher than that yep. in, in the hockey world and and his quote back then rings true today if you can play they're going to find you. Yep. And the scouts, this isn't this isn't a secret anymore. I, I, I agree with you, Dave. This isn't a secret anymore. I can tell you in whether it be going to do a game up in East Lansing or doing USA Hockey or doing OHL games, a lot of times a scout will kind of, you know, do the, pss, pss, come here, yep. come here. Hey, can you can you tell me about this Bonet kid at Stevenson? What have you seen out of this kid? Can you tell me about this Conquest kid? So, People know now, and and the word is out there to be sure. Well, and there was there was even a couple NHL guys stopped by, absolutely stopped by just to make sure they're not missing anything. And why is it the pressure for these junior hockey teams to get these kids for their senior year of high school? You mean you mean like before their senior year? Or yeah, after like their the, senior? after their junior year, they you know the, the pressure for them to jump on. Well, it, it, I think a lot depends again on the it depends on the individual. It depends on the program. It depends on where they're going. The USHL will look to take the 16, 17 year olds, and they will look to take the kids after U sixteen, maybe for their senior in high school. The North American League, it, it's an older league. I mean, there are guys in 18, 19, 20 year olds, and so it's not really built. The pressure isn't there as much for the North American League. 
but you got to remember those those leagues are businesses. They all have owners. They all have to answer. They all have financial statements. They all have to you know. It's it's about winning and losing. So they're going to take the best player, regardless of age, regardless of where they're from, regardless of what. They're going to take the best possible player to give themselves the best opportunity to be successful. So they can look at their owner, they can look at their fan base, they can look at their community and say, you know, we put on it. We you know we have a good product here. And with Dom Lutz, Tyler Irvine, they had those chances to leave. Absolutely, and they stayed. What was their reasons why they wanted to stay? It was just that high school experience. I think it's it's everything, and and that's you know, and I'll mention not not only is it about the high school experience, but the quality of coaching has really come up lately. And you 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 know you have a Brandon Kalnicki who played at the you know the college level and played semi pro hockey, you know, back to coach high school hockey. David Moss is his assistant now, and you know, played at the NHL, and so the the quality of coaching at the high school level, and and I'll. And look, this may not even be very pop, but look look at the World Junior Team. I don't know if you guys saw it. Ten Minnesota high school kids. Mm. Michigan had three or four. It's changing a little bit. I think what the high school experience or what, you, what high school has to offer, high school has a 25-game season. I know we all wish we play more, but there are fall opportunities with, mm. with a couple high-level fall programs for these kids to get involved in. And then you put them in. You know, to play a Churchill-Stevenson game or to play a C.C. Brighton game in front of a 1,000 people, that doesn't happen. And so I think that helps prepare them for these junior pro opportunities. And, and you look at Minnesota, they play in front of 1,500 to 2,000 people, so they're prepared to play under pressure. And so we're starting to see more of an opportunity with that with high school hockey. Yeah, and the best example was a few years ago when the Whalers were still playing at, at well, now USA Hockey Arena. A couple of the players were upstairs for the C.C. Brighton game, and they said, We've never seen a crowd like this ever at CompuWare. Right, exactly. And they wish they had that opportunity to play in an environment like that. No doubt about it. And I will tell you, and, and Sean keeps going back 10, 5, 10, 15 years ago, people would say, well, I want to play in front of the crowds with my butt. Well, now you're getting really good hockey in front of those crowds. And and I know you mentioned about a guy that left, but you mentioned some guys. There are a number of players playing high school right now that A, either left elsewhere to come play high school or B, had opportunities to go elsewhere and decided to come back and play in, at their high school level. And again, it's because of the good quality coaching, the, the schedules that are being played. You're seeing more and more teams travel, you know, teams coming down from up north. More and more teams are going up north. The showcases all over east, west, north, south, you know, the D3 challenge. Like there's a lot of good things happening right now in high school hockey. We've always had a joke, and John, you're more than welcome to join us on our, our fantasy road trip, but – Dave, you brought this up to me maybe five, six years ago. I don't remember. I'd love to go up north to like a Houghton Hancock game. Like, how fun would that be? Because they're two perennial powers. You know, it's always it's always packed there. And it's funny. I had a chance to be up there the weekend where it was Houghton Hancock in football, and it was like the the city shut down. You know, right, you right. you could see the trees blowing across the road of the tumbleweeds and all that because the city shut down. But that's the cool thing to me, John. The usual suspects has grown into a giant group. You know where. Where, where before, you know, you talked about Trenton and Rice and, and CC and now, the usual suspects now is a massive group and, and it grows every year. I always go back. 
Rick Gadwell, look look what he's been able to do at Heartland. Heartland, year in, year out, is one of the top teams in the state. I know it hasn't panned out for a championship yet, but it's been this close. Or even the Howell uh, teams from the late 2000s. Exactly. So, you know, to me, that's that's the coolest thing is when you see these teams year in, year out, and eventually there's going to be a payoff. That's the coolest thing. And then you, you get the teams that pop up, and they might have a couple of years and then come back, but it, it's a really cool dynamic in high school hockey right now. Well, Sean came out with his new top 25 rankings that you can see on statechampsnetwork.com. I'm going to reveal the top 10. Number one is Detroit Catholic Central. Number two is Granville. Number three is Dave's Livonia Stevenson. Four is Flint Powers. Five, Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Six, Heartland. Seven, Ike. Eight, Hancock, 9, Brighton, 10, Celine. Sean, some people are going to say Granville, why number two? Sean, explain. They're 10 and 0. I think they're another. Coach Brazil's done a fantastic job out there. They have become a mainstay in Division One. And what I would say to people is dig a little deeper and see who they've played. You know, I think Coach Brazil has gotten to the point, like Dave, and like a lot of other coaches out there, where do you want me to go? Do you want me to come play at Northville? Okay, I'll come play at Northville. Do you want me to play at USA Hockey Arena? Do you want me to come to Eddie Edgar? They brought Granville was at Eddie Edgar last year, as, as, as you recall, Dave, yep. on, on a Friday night, and, and then they played a Saturday game as well. And I think when, when you play that kind of a schedule and you build a 10-0 record, I, I wish I could be on the west side at, at Georgetown Arena this week because you have number one against number two in Granville at Georgetown Arena this next weekend, and I, I, I think that's awesome. So uh, I'll go to bat for Coach Brazil. I think the schedule speaks for itself. I'll echo that. You know, what, what Coach Brazil has done out there and, and to be 10-0 and 0 with the schedule he plays. And, and, you know, as Sean just said, we'll find out a lot, you know, going into the CC game because CC is a powerhouse right now. And, you know, I'll jump in with, you know, jump on Sean because I know he, he takes grief about these rankings. You know, I think we're too high. I'll always say that. You know? <laughs> um, with, with, but, but you look at these top 10 teams. I mean, they, they are, and again, and we, to echo what we've been discussing, I mean, there are teams that could, I mean, could beat each other, you know, anywhere in that top 10, and the next 10 is really good. I mean, you have some high-quality teams in the next 10 that I would argue have every right to be in the top 10. And so, you know, they're, you know with, with the top-end programs in high school hockey and what, what teams are starting to do and the good quality coaching, um, it's just getting better and better. And Sean was mentioning about Granville and the tough schedule. You play a tough schedule. How does it benefit you guys? Well, down, the, down the road for the playoffs. Well, it, it, I mean, you know, it, my Tom Izzo, like I look, I look at you know what he tries to do. I mean, it, it just benefits you guys when you, when you, you get twenty five games to play. You want to play the best competition anytime, anywhere. It, it just raises your raises your level of detail and your and your your level of attention that your players have to give to a game like that when you play a a CC or a Heartland or now we have Plymouth coming up. To, to you know, they're so good and they're so well coached. That if you show if you don't show up and you don't bring your best, it's going to be um, it's going to be a long night. So that carries over into practice where we can say you know look we need to have a really sharp practice because of what we have coming up. So um, it's playing a, a tough schedule I think is a benefit to help prepare you for later on and, and ultimately in the development of your players and your program. 
You know, there are a couple teams in there, too. I mean, uh, to me, uh, Coach Hall's done such a fantastic job for so many years at Utica Eisenhower, Mm -hmm. and and sometimes the work that he's done has been overlooked. Uh, Look at Coach Fassbender. You know, I mean, this is a guy, I think coaches know about him, you know, both in his previous job and the job he's done so far in Celine. I think people forget, Celine had a wonderful run last year and knocked off a pretty talented Churchill team. So I I, I think the Hornets are one of those teams in in Division II, Division II, I love liken it to, you know, almost like a butcher shop. You know, you walk into the butcher shop, you can be butchered by any number of seven or eight teams in Division Two. You know, I mean, you you better you better bring your big Last boy man pants. standing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, you better bring your big boy pants because there are a slew of teams. T- Trenton, I think this is Trenton's best team in a few years. I, I think uh, Chad's done a tremendous job there. Brother Rice is the defending champion, and they they've kind of uh, picked it up as of late. Mm-hmm. So um, Division Two is 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 a battle, and Dave's too modest, but I think when when you look at what Stevenson is done this year especially I think your losses tell you a lot sometimes people just look at the 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 record and I say dig a little deeper you know when you have a one goal loss to Brighton correct me if I'm wrong it was a one goal loss as well to to Orchard Lake Brighton was triple overtime yeah so that that's what I'm talking so let's let's look at those losses you have Orchard Lake who's a top 10 team you have Brighton who's a top 10 team Plus some of the kills that you have, I, I think that speaks volumes for a team and where they're at right now. And speaking of Orchard Lake St. Mary's, you saying they're on the rise. They've been on fire. Uh, Dave saw them up close and personal. Talent isn't a problem with that team. Uh, they're, they're playing their best hockey as of late. They're red hot. I think right off the top of my head, Johnny, they've, they've won five straight. And, and, again, here's another team. When you're playing in the MIHL and you're playing everybody, yep. you know, you're playing the best the KLA has to offer – that's that battle-tested thing. So when a playoff starts, you're a dangerous team. Look at look at De La Salle last year. Yep. Don't pay attention to De La Salle's record. Yep. Pay attention to who they played to. And yep. I I remember at the time their their tuner, if you will, before the Division Three playoff started was against Dave and Livonia Stevenson. Yep. What better way to get ready for the playoffs? You, you know, and obviously it panned off for the Pilots last year. And going back to Orchard Lake St. Mary's, the thing that I respect about the program, coach and Coach Klanow is. They could be in Division Three. They can just always stay in Division Three, but they've stayed in Division One for over ten years now, and they have never moved down. <laughs> right. They, I mean, you know, it, it's they have such a powerhouse there, and they've done such a good job. And I think they have sixteen or seventeen seniors this year, and so, um, you know, they're peaking at the right time. They're getting better as the season goes on. But like you said, you mentioned it. it they they opt up. They play. They they play in the MHL, and and so. Just another one of, of countless teams, and I'll go back to you mentioned Coach Klanow, but the, you mentioned all these guys. It's it's the coaching right now. Yeah. Players are coming and staying and coming to high school hockey because the best kept secret is the coaching and the best you know and, and the possibilities for development. I mean, we skate every day. You mentioned the tough schedule, so when we have the tough schedules, we we have to pra- our practices have to be efficient. They have to be run well. They have to. You know, we have to accomplish a great deal in practice. And these coaches, you know they're doing a real good job at practice, you know, at, at what they're doing with their development. When you, you have a Celine stay there every year, you have a Heartland, and, and you have the usual suspects. So uh, it's great to see for high school hockey. And, Sean, I, I, you have Flint Powers, number four. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to be asking that question once the playoffs starts. Is this going to be finally the year? 
Travis Perry is going to get that state championship. Well, he's a, he's another one. I I hope people understand. I mean, he's he's a, a treasure for high school hockey. He's another guy. Every time that I've talked to him, you you want to talk about an accommodating, nice guy, and and he gets it. You know, so I, I guess that's my personal endorsement. But um, the problem with Division three, and 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 it's similar to I think Division two is listen. You could you could get bit by Powers. Mm. You could get bit by Calumet. I mean, remember Calumet last yeah. year? That that was a team. Again, people forget they they were not winning at the beginning of the year, yep. and then all of a sudden they couldn't lose. You've got a De La Salle there. You know, you you've got a Ch- Holton, a Hancock, Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea yes. You know, Don Wright. He he's another guy that's done so much and for Lamonia the game. Churchill still has uh, Lavonia Churchill still, still there. there. It, that that's that's the issue, and and I think John to me. Part of the problem is, and I, I'm not going to involve Dave in this. Dave could even leave the room if he wants. But it's the same thing that we've talked about going back to last year. I have a problem when you're talking about pre-regionals and you're talking about Houghton and Hancock and Calumet. And, and you know you know who's played well this year? The Flivers. No. Kingsford's played well this year. So I have a problem no. where you're going to knock out two or three teams that – that quite possibly could win the whole darn thing. I, I, I wish there was something to be done about that. That's just me venting. I still think the tournament's great. I'm not saying blow it up, but I, I just think something could be done about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we talked about it in Division Two with Stevenson, Trenton, and Plymouth going to be in the same region. Exactly. Any Division- three of those teams could win the championship. Yep. Any three of those teams. And then in one, you're going to have uh, CC and Northville in the same regional, too. It's it's unfortunate because, I, you know, uh, again, and I'm biased because I, I, I think we all know Clint. Yeah. I like Clint. Yeah. I think Clint is, is doing a tremendous job at Northville. And, and Northville hockey – in in the last few years, what it was and what it is now are two different places. They've got their own fan section, and they got people coming to the games and getting all kind of fired up and everything. And I, you know what? Clint had a nice run last year. It was great to see them go to the semifinals. But I mean, who wants to be in the, in a region or pre-region with CC any year, let alone in a year yeah. where Catholic Central, to me right now, there's Catholic Central and there's everybody else. I mean, they're that good right now. Mm-hmm. John, I've, I've known Dave for a long time, and, and, and I'm not, these aren't just words. I, I think he's one of the um, kindest men I've ever known. I mean that in all sincerity. And, and his modesty is something that's, that's always made me a- appreciate him. But, Coach, I hate to put you on the spot, but with everything going on in the high school world right now and, and all the challenges that, that you guys face, you have turned Livonia Stevenson, which prior to your time, they had some good teams. Then they'd fall. Then they had some good teams. But you're a year-in, year-out type of program now. How do you do that? Uh, you know, I, I think it's it surround yourself with good people. We have a really good staff, a great administration, and, and we've been able to build a culture that, you know, players like you mentioned earlier, the Dom Lutz and Tyler Irvines and countless other players that have come through, you know, the expectations are very high. And when you set the expectations high and, and the kids buy in and it turns into a yearly thing and we, we've have, we, you know, we have really solid leadership right now with our, with our senior class. Um, but it's, it's something that, and I think as most, I, go, I keep going back to the coaching in terms of like we have good coaching, but as coaches from around the state know, it, it's a you know, 24-7 type thing, 365. You have the dead week that you get to take off, but you know the rise of of what's what's been happening in the fall and in the spring and the summer with with you know your your MDHL and your MHA and giving these high school kids some extra opportunities that our our players have been able to take advantage of and 
and some other players from around the state are, are taking advantage of as well. So it, it's something that, you know, we have a great group of kids, a great group of families that, you know, come in and don't look at it just to play. Oh, like you said, I'm just playing high school hockey. They look at it now as an avenue for whether they want to pursue hockey or they want to pursue something in the academic world or or whatever it is that we can help them because, you know, it, it still is an extension of the classroom. It still is the high school athlete that we're, we're trying to develop the whole athlete. So, um, you know, I appreciate the kind words, but like like I've been saying, there's a number of coaches that from around the state that are doing heck of a job right now. And high school hockey, it's healthy right now. It's in a really good spot. Lastly, here on Kids Corner, we're going to be talking about the MIHL Showcase down in Trenton. Beginning of February. It's yeah. February 1st through the 3rd. Okay. How cool is it for you guys to, to participate at the at the showcase? It's it's beyond cool. I, I don't know how else to say that. It, it's, uh, it's a three-day event, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It, they they do such a good job of putting the putting the event on. The, the city of Trenton welcomes in the high school hockey community with open arms. Uh, the MIHL, the whole league gets involved in, in terms of you know volunteering and things like that. But you have the best from around the state coming in from from the north, from the the, the east, the west, the, the the southeast around here. And then you talk about bringing in teams like Culver's coming in, St. Ignatius from Cleveland, who is is one of the top teams in Ohio. The, the Hill Academy uh, was yeah, there a couple I, I, times. They've been there. I don't know if they're coming this year, but I know Notre Dame Academy comes from Wisconsin. And so you have some high-end out-of-state teams that are coming in. And then because because they come in, the scouts will show up and, and the program's – you know, it's a big weekend for us. We've always been very humbled and honored to be a part of it, and, and so we're excited about it. And to put you on the spot, is there a particular year or moment that you had at the showcase where it was like, wow? Well, I, I, I think it's I, I remember, first I remember year. Like, like in 2014, I think you guys beat Orchard Lake St. Mary's for the very first time. It was at yeah, the showcase. The, yeah, yeah that, that was one. I, I still go back to our first year. I remember our first year we uh, – we drew CC and Trenton, hmm. and uh, I think we beat CC by a goal, and then tied Trenton. Hmm. And and you know, for us to be put on that on that stage with with the teams like that, and and to get the opportunity to play those teams or participate in events with the, these teams, it was it was really cool and really special for us. And our, our our players and our families know how much it means to us in high school hockey. It, it starts with an idea. It's exactly yeah. what we talked about earlier. And and I think Andy and Patrick Ronane deserves yep. a lot of credit. Patrick's put so much word into that and. He, work into that and, and Patrick's been so great in, in hockey to me Johnny one of the, the coolest things is is going to the MIHL site MIHL.org and when they when they come out with the official schedule yeah. like some of the matchups it's 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 dream come true if you're a fan of high school hockey mm-hmm. it's like oh my gosh Hancock is playing Granville whatever the case may be I mean that's to me that's the coolest thing and all one has to do is look at any particular ranking and go Oh, wow. Okay, so at 10 in the morning, I could see number three take on number five. And then right after that, I could see number 10 take on number two, uh, vice versa. It, it's it's outstanding. And it really is, like its name suggests, a showcase for high school hockey. And they've done such a tremendous job uh, building that and cultivating that and making that, as they like to call it, the premier high school hockey event of the year. And what's the process to apply for the showcases? You know what? At the end of every year, they, they put out a letter and they and – they, any high school team uh, can apply, and so about April you go you go through, and it's all on their site, as Sean mentioned, mihl.org, and and you go through and you submit uh, you submit an application, and you talk about the players that you've had this year, and they, they want to know about players that you moved on, they want to know about your schedule, they look at strength of schedule, they look at the teams that are look 
you know, playing better teams and they want to know what you have coming up. And, and so you fill out an application and then shortly thereafter you find out if you've been accepted or not. And, you know, I, I will say straight up, I mean, I, I get people laugh at it, but I, I, I still always get nervous because I, I want to make sure I open that email and say that I, that Livonia Stevenson has been yep. accepted because it's, it means that much to me, that much to our program that when we get that letter, it's a little bit of a sigh of relief that we're, we're in the showcase and we're happy to be part of it. And then the matchups usually come out mid January that they'll, they'll go through in the selection committee. I, I know it does a great job, you know, the competition committee putting the matchups together. Yeah, I know. I've, Obviously, state champs has covered it over the years. My favorite moments were in 2014 when Trenton and Heartland played. That was a great game, and then they played each other in the state finals. I remember the one, I know it ended up being a blowout, but it was the first time CC and Novi played. Right, right. And right. I remember the crowd, it was like a 2 o'clock game, and the place was packed. Exactly, and exactly. To get to, and, and to get, you know, you guys have mentioned, to see Hancock or, the, or Traverse City School or, or Houghton come down and see some of these schools that you hear about or, or the Granvilles or the Forest Hills Northeastern, you know, these teams from around the state that are so good that we, we sit here and talk about for people to say, well, now I can go catch them and, and, and see a team from Hancock play. It's a, it's a special weekend. I think two years ago, to, to answer your question, I think two years ago when Hancock came down, and I, I in my opinion, I don't think people realize what Hancock was yet, and Hancock came down and, in my opinion, served notice and let everybody know, hey, listen, we're going to see you come Division Three playoff time. And then, obviously, it panned out with them. Coach Rolo uh, won, won the championship and everything, but it, 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 to me – it's those moments where you see that team that you know you've heard guys talk about and you've heard this player whispered about, and then you get an opportunity to see him. Like a couple of years ago, John, we had Levi Wonder as the yep. player of the year out of Escanaba. Well, how many people actually saw Levi Wonder right, play? Right. That's a word of mouth situation. I never saw him play. I had all these coaches tell me, including the guy next to me, hey, listen, this this kid's special. But then when you get an opportunity to see them play, you put two and two together and and to me, those are the moments that make the showcase pretty cool. Well, that's it for Kids Corner here on the State Champs Podcast Network. Sean, thanks for uh, coming on again. Anytime. And thank you very much, David Mitchell. Hope you can join us again. I'd love to. I can't thank you guys enough, uh, both of you guys in here, you know, with Sean and what he's done and you, Jonathan, with State Champs and what you guys do for high school hockey. Uh, just overly, overly appreciate appreciated. Um, and to the coach, I mean, any coach could be sitting here. I'm just lucky enough to sit, get, be here and get to chat with you two guys. So thank you very much for all you guys do at, for high school hockey. And and lastly, how how good was he at, in hockey back in the day? <laughs> Sean Belegian in hockey? Yeah. Oh, gosh. He was, I remember the floor hockey leagues we played in. And, uh, matter of fact, I was I'll, lethal in floor I'll, hockey. I'll do it right on the air. We're, we're getting a team back together on Sunday, on oh, Sunday mornings. And so your, your name came up. I, so... Uh, I may have to talk to both of you guys about getting. Uh, I was a 100 uh, goal scorer, as I recall. <laughs> <laughs> he was. I tell you what, he. Uh, I never got a chance to see him play, but uh, you know, in terms of passion and, and what he brought, in terms of how how big a hockey fan he was and is, uh, nobody brings a greater passion to this sport than Sean Belegian. Thank you. All right. Well, you guys have a good <laughs> New Year, and we'll talk soon.